Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are all having an absolutely wonderful day today, staying blessed, safe, and strong as always. And be sure if you need anything, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. Got the joint relief formula on sale products of the week, the ultimate multiple caps on May Super Sale, the brand new magnesium brain food capsule formula our great magnesium brain food in capsule form for those that want to travel or move around on sale right now as well so be sure to check that out the website at healthmasters.com thank you again for getting the truth out there and supporting those that are doing the same first thing i wanted to get off here on the show is that i saw this and a lot of people have seen this now as sad as it is Apparently, it didn't matter. There were so many individuals that I guess, in my opinion, my opinion, are getting kickbacks from this Ukraine deal that the $40 billion Ukraine package, only 11 senators voted against it, and they were all Republican, one of those including Rand Paul. 11 senators voted against this $40 billion Ukraine deal. Think about that for a second, guys, how corrupt this entire establishment government has become now. By the way, $40 billion, that's three times more than the entire European and NATO groups have combined thrown in together. They've only thrown in at somewhat of like 10 or 12 or $13 billion all combined. All of Europe and NATO combined have thrown Ukraine that much cash, and we're now handing them $40 billion. And then just to add insult to injury at the last second, they added another $100 million in arms on top of the deal to sweeten the pie. Now, the problem with it is a lot of times Americans, we kind of have this disconnect. We deal in the real world of actually what stuff costs. And then we hear these numbers from politicians and government. They say, well, you got to understand it's such a big platform and the government's so big. We need all these expenditures. And so there's this big disconnect because a lot of people can't even fathom $40 billion. And it's hard for me even sometimes to fathom it. And when you start understanding how much money that is, for example, General Motors last year, the General Motors was actually up of up in gross profit. Their gross profit, the actual amount of money they profited last year combined as a whole, General Motors, everything, Cadillac, Corvette, GMC, Chevrolet, everything, all of it combined, they profited $17.4 billion. So we're literally taking two and a half years of GM profit, not gross revenue, guys. This is profit Two and a half years of gross profit from GM, and we're handing it to Ukraine in one single fail swoop because, well, of course, we've got to support the current thing. You know, we've got to make sure we support the third most corrupt country in the entire world because, you know, they, they need our help, even though they're not even a NATO group. Uh, yeah. This, again, in my opinion, I think is being a massive wealth transfer, again, from the United States populace to huge amount of corporations, politicians, and military-industrial complex owners. Because remember, it's not bad enough. It's not like they're taking this out of our savings and our piggy bank that we've stocked up. They're not doing that. They're borrowing money that we don't have in our name and giving it to another country, and only 11 senators actually voted against this. How sad has this become in this country? I was disappointed when I saw that today, but I'm not surprised. 
But unfortunately, this is what we're watching right now is the current overthrow of what we called before the United States of America. And also, too, to take it a step further. Now, this is something that a lot of people need to understand because this is something that I personally think is going to start affecting people very directly. Now we're starting to see why the baby formula shortage was very specifically controlled the way it's been done. As you guys know, and I've told you this before, the entire backstory about Abbott Nutrition's in Sturgis, Michigan, basically having a recall of all this formula, and then suddenly all this baby formula has gone on the shelves, which, by the way, I've told you before, the baby formula in most cases is garbage. It's all corn syrup, solids, and everything else. It's, it's one of the worst stuff you can put in a baby's gut. Breast milk is 100% the best way to do it. Moms, if you're breastfeeding, make sure you're taking the ultimate prenatals. Healthy babies, great time. Promise you that. I've seen it many a times. There's a lot of different supplements and nutrients you can take too if you need to produce more milk. Then if you have to in a uh, shortage, the organic goat's milk formula we have on the website. You can look at the whole protocol that's very helpful. We've gone through this for decades and it's been very successful. Going back to what I was saying earlier, I'm going to talk about this again later on with Doug tonight with some stuff that's going on. The formula shortage was not an accident. If you go to the Canadian Amazon store, which I had a customer send us this. You go on Amazon, which I'm not, I don't buy anything off Amazon, but I did this yesterday, and you go on like organic formula on Amazon, there's like 22 things to pop up. That's it. Half the stuff's out of stock, or it's like 40, 50, 60, 80, $90 on Amazon. If you click your location, and you click Canada, there's 10,000 items that pop up, most of which are 20 to $30. Now, the problem is you can't really buy stuff in the United States from Canada on Amazon in most cases. You may be able to, I don't know, but I, I didn't even try to do that. So Canada obviously has no shortage. We've seen videos now that I've been getting sent from other countries, including the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, where shelves are top to bottom, completely stacked up. No issue with baby formula at all in those countries. We've now had our representative from Florida go down to Texas last week, shoot videos in warehouses on the southern border with pallets all the way to the ceiling of all the stuff from baby formula to diapers to wet wipes to baby clothes, all waiting on the quarter of a million migrants that they're saying is going to basically influx in the United States after Article 42 drops. But in the United States, suddenly there's this massive shortage that nobody can figure out why. Now we figured out why. They needed an excuse to sign over, again, the Defense Production Act. The Defense Production Act just got signed again by President Biden. Well, the first time he signed it. It's not the first time it's been signed, but it's going back all the way to 1950. What it's designed to do is it's designed to prioritize to help civil defense and war mobilization efforts in the event of an attack or a war. It's designed to basically say, okay, guys, all these companies are now going to prioritize and focus on building B-52 bombers or F-22 fighter jets or Abrams tanks, whatever you want to call it. That's what it's designed to do. They used it during World War II. They've used it after the Korean War. It's been used for things like that. It's not being used for that. It's now been signed over to prioritize, and you guys are going to get a kick out of this. Under the Act, all suppliers are being ordered to ensure that manufacturers have the necessary ingredients to make safe, healthy infant formula here at home, according to the White House fact sheet. This means products that have been ordered by other customers and other manufacturers and facilities can now be redirected without cause to infant formula manufacturers on the spot. Period. Meaning if you have a company okay, that's making freeze-dried food or storable food buckets 
or organic food buckets and they're using something like, you know, organic maltodextrin or they're using corn syrup solids, just anything like that, like we're, we see in infants, that raw material now can immediately be redirected to all of the baby formula sites and all the manufacturers that are waiting on that product or selling that product or customers that are ordering that product, it all stops. Everything stops and 100% focuses on baby formula. This is exactly what we saw happen in Atlas Shrugged. This is what you're looking at here now. Where now, we, and we've talked about this before, where now it doesn't matter what you need or what a supplier needs in a certain facet, it now goes immediately to the baby formula manufacturing, which, by the way, again, has been a controlled shortage on purpose. This stands essentially as a centrally planned food distribution plan that resembles communism, not free markets. Now, what's interesting about this now is all this is going to do is shift shortages from one product category to another. There's no effort to bring in more food materials or make more food. It's simply taking one problem in one area and moving it to another problem in another area. It doesn't actually solve any food shortage in the United States at all. There's something very sinister about this, and I personally think it's going to start escalating, and I think this is being done to short the market with storable food and also store-bought food that uses any of these products. Because remember, a lot of these baby formulas have a whole host of ingredients. I mean, they got a whole stack of ingredients, paragraph long, a lot of it not very healthy, including vitamins as well and minerals. This, I think, is going to be used as an excuse now to try to start shorting the market in all types of other areas so they can catch up on the baby formula, which was a controlled effort from the very beginning to short it. I've already got an email in with my food storage supplier, and he already knew about this yesterday. He's already responded back to me. I'm trying to get a hold of him on a phone conference call today. He said he's absolutely backed up, but I'm going to do everything I can to get a hold of him because I have more stuff in the pipeline coming in with food buckets. But he's telling me right now that this is not, not going to be good for storable food manufacturers because a lot of the raw materials that are already in shortage right now that they have a hard time getting – are now about to pretty much dry up when you start looking at prepackaged foods. So when you start looking at stuff like beans and rice, probably is not going to be a huge issue on that at all. But when you're looking at actually prepackaged food, oh, yeah, this is going to have an issue. And we, I told you guys for the last couple of weeks there was something else they were working behind the scenes with this baby formula shortage because nobody else in the world is having this problem except the United States. And now suddenly, suddenly we now have the Defense Production Act being mobilized and is administered by FEMA, by the way, and if you look at FEMA, they have this title on this, Defense Production Act. You can look it up, fema.gov slash disaster slash defense slash production act. Right here, this is what it states in a paragraph. FEMA exercises the Defense Production Act to support the DPA authority and functions of the FEMA administration. The support focuses on promoting effective use of Defense Production Act authorities by FEMA and other DHS counterparts, providing coordination and guidance for the FEMA DPH plans. They authorize all availability to support emergency preparedness activities, protection or restoration of critical infrastructure, and efforts to prevent, reduce vulnerability to minimize damage and recover from acts of terrorism in the United States. Wait, what? I, I thought this was about making baby formula, but apparently FEMA just got the memo that the Defense Production Act is about making sure critical infrastructure is in place after a terrorist attack. Hmm. What do they got lined up in the next couple weeks and next couple months, guys? 
find this to be very, very strange. So, again, this is why I've been giving everybody an ample heads up. Make sure you have backup store supplies, whether you have water that you stored up with, you know, basically able to store it, whether you got beans and rice or, you know, dried pasta, whatever you got, our organic food buckets, our meat buckets. Make sure you have something because there's something very, very strange going on behind the scenes. The fact that nobody else in the world's having a problem with baby formula shortage. Now the United States has been having this huge issue suddenly, but you find it at the southern border. You find it in Canada. You find it in the Dominican Republic. You find it in Puerto Rico. You find it everywhere but on the shelves of where it needs to be. And now suddenly we're using this as an excuse to sign the Defense Production Act back into law. This is going to be very interesting to watch. So, again, my friends, stay prepared. And always, and I'm going to say this real clearly. If you have stored food, I always highly recommend you have it in multiple places or multiple caches. And people are going to say, what do you mean, Austin? That sounds paranoid. Don't keep your all your eggs in one big giant basket. That's all I'm going to say to you right now. Don't keep all of your stuff and all your supplies and all your guns and all your ammo in one neat little pile in the closet, and that's the only place you have anything. I'm going to leave it at that. You read into that as much as you want. What do you think, Dad, about everything that's going on? I'm glad I'm a Christian. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm really glad that I've served the Most High God and that Jesus Christ is my Savior. I mean, I'm really happy about that because with everything that's happening, everything that's going on right now, you know, there's a probability that people are really going to have elevated cortisol, you know, which had which we've had now in stress levels since the beginning of this, you know, pandemic that they had, you know, starting out in our third year. And we've known for years that they're using the chemtrails to control food supply. We know for sure now that they're paying farmers 1.5 times the value of their crops to plow them back under to, to destroy them. Uh, they're doing all of this. Now they're shorting the market with baby formula so they can basically take raw materials from other manufacturing centers and push it into the baby formula market, which will continue to make us have less and less food. They're having a real problem shutting down the food system in the United States because of the production of the farmers in the United States. We've got some really good farmers, and they put out a lot of product. And, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of land to feed a whole bunch of people, and they know that. And we have a whole bunch of land to feed a whole bunch of people, and that's why Bill Gates is buying up farmland. That's why they're using chemtrails to destroy the farmland with, with aluminum and barium. It's all about starving the people in submission so that they will willfully and gleefully go to a concentration camp or a FEMA camp in order to basically get food and water for them and their family, including baby formula for their children. And I'm like you, Austin. You know, we haven't had a really big false flag. I mean, a big one since 9-11. It's been you know, over 20 years. I mean, what are they planning next? Now they're saying they're going to have rolling blackouts of electricity all over the country now this summer because of the lack of reduction of, you know, utilities. And, you know, and here's the irony. You know, General Motors makes $17 billion in profit last year, but they can't even make product. you got to wait a year to get a product. you can, you got to wait eight, nine months to get a car, a year to get a truck if you get a truck. And how can they make $17 billion in profit? I talked to one of the top folks here in General Motors here yesterday, and they said that General Motors rep had told them that they had lost 6,500 vehicles, big trucks, you know, diesel trucks and gas trucks. Uh, General Motors lost them. They misplaced them, 6,500. They don't even know where they are because of missing parts, and then they're running them through scrappers. They're saying, well, they didn't meet quality control, so they're crushing the vehicles. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happening with General Motors, and how can they make $17 billion in profit? They're not producing stuff. Something isn't right. There's some real hanky-panky going on with the doggone books at General Motors. When they can't find vehicles, I told you what I told my 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 my, my, um, my car lot, but folks that I buy my trucks from, I said, you know, last year I said I bought a vehicle, took four months to get it. 
I mean, it was titled in my name. I was paying insurance on it. I had not received it. They let me drive my trade, my other truck. And for four months, I guess I just had to have insurance on the new truck that was basically non-existent. So finally, I said to them, I said, why don't I call the sheriff's department and have them turn on OnStar and find out where the truck is. Nobody knows where it is. And I can just go up there with a truck, a trailer, and pull it home, take it off the lot because I own it. I have the title. And they said, well, we don't know if you should do that. It'll get everybody in trouble. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm not sure what to do. This is so bizarre. I said, this is absolutely nuts. This thing's in my name, and I can't get the vehicle. It took four months. It took four months to get the car. I'd ordered another truck last summer. It's still not here. I ordered it back in August. So did Austin. But they made $17 billion in profit. Whatever. All these numbers are they play loose with the books, guys. They're, 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 this is all this is all complete obfuscation and lies. And now they were giving that forty billion to Ukraine. Like Austin said, it was like supposedly around two and a half times the total GM profit of last year. <laughs> but you know, forty billion dollars, they throw it around like it's chump change. That's a lot of money, even with our inflated currency. It's still a lot of money. And then they start throwing in the trillions of the derivatives. Again, where it all where does it all go back to? The international banking community and State Street and BlackRock and Vanguard that own 90, 95% of the stock market. These are the guys that are controlling everything. But we talk about it all the time and to basically to the point that, you know, I don't know how to say it any different ways. But baby formula, there's a lot of ingredients. There's a lot of moving parts in producing baby formula. And if they start shorting and pulling all of this stuff out of the market in order to build baby formula, we're going to have shortages of all kinds of processed foods. So let you know that. So, again, get you some storable food. I'm sorry we don't have the organic stuff right now. We're, we're trying to get it. Uh, but go to the grocery store and get cans. We got we do have meat buckets back in stock. Go to the grocery store and get cans of food that you can rotate, get them organic, and keep them on your shelf. Keep at least six months' worth of food supplies on hand at all times and rotate in and out of the stock. That's the best way to do this. And that way you're not storing food if you can't get it, which we can't get it right now. But you basically can at least have some food. And you think, well, gosh, Ted, you're not promoting your storable food. We don't have any right now. Now, we'll have some more back in, I hope, but you need to get prepped up. I mean, I can't be any more blunt than this. I was, I was talking just the other day to a lady up in North Carolina, secretary to the pastor that I know. She said, well, we've got six months of stored food now. So we started talking about stuff, and I said, you really want to know the questions that you're asking me? And she said, well, yeah, I mean, you know, blah, blah. She just said, oh, yeah, I want to hear it all. I said, no, you don't. You really don't want to hear what's going on. Because you don't want to realize what Zionism is. You don't want to realize who Israel really is. You don't want to realize that they're the number one homosexual destination of the world. You don't want to think about the fact that your pastor is taking another big tour to Israel this year. You don't think about any of that stuff. She said, well, what do you mean by all that? So I pulled it up online and showed it to her. Tel Aviv, number one homosexual destination in the world. And you, and you see, this, when you get the Kabbalist group that's running everything through the international banking cartels, and now they've listed you know, the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab and everything else who they also control – and they're all a bunch of weirdos and, you know, lesbians and homosexuals and transgenders and uh, basically people that worship a snake in a tree. You start and think, well, wow, this is absolutely nuts. Well, yeah, it is what it is. Now, look what happened right now with uh, Madison Cawthorn. He lost his bid, you know, to be reelected up there as far as, uh, you know, as a House you know, Republican, you know, and, and the problem with him is, you know, he's a weirdo. Just be blunt with you guys. He's a weirdo. They released a video of him in bed naked with another guy. And he says they were just kidding around. I'm going to stop for a second. This goes right back to CERN, back when they were having a human sacrifice at CERN in Switzerland. And they get it on videotape, and the black robes the whole bit. And they're doing this human sacrifice, and they get busted doing it on videotape in front of the goddess Shiva, 
right out in front of CERN, got us to destruction. And all of a sudden they say, oh, we were just fooling around. We were just kidding around. We were just, you know, we got drunk and we decided to have a mock human sacrifice. Okay. Nobody does that. Okay. Let me say something to you. Guys don't get in bed naked with other guys. Mr. You know, Cawthorn, he wasn't reelected. I mean, he completely destroyed his base. And he said, we were kidding around. Guys that aren't gay don't do that. Okay. Alpha males don't climb into bed naked with another guy. We just don't do that. We don't do it. You know, straight guys don't do stuff like that. I mean, we don't, nobody, we don't play around like that. That's just, it's perverted. It's sick. We don't do that. And then he has another video or pictures of him wearing women's lingerie. <laughs> God, what did he think was going to happen when all these things get made public? You think he's a, that his conservative base was really going to continue to vote for him? He's a weirdo. And then he comes out and he starts talking about being invited to these orgies in DC. Well, that was the end of him. Not only did they have videotape of him with another guy in bed naked, they basically had him wearing women's lingerie, and now he's being he's telling people he's being invited to orgies, and he's blowing the whistle on who Congress really is and all the perverts in D.C. I told you this. About seven years ago, I went to D.C. I spoke at a conference up there. I was up there with Coach Dobbenmeyer, and we were walking the halls of Congress, and literally I found no alpha males. I found all beta males. Almost all of them appeared to be homosexual. Almost all of the pages and all of the aides and all of the people working for the congressmen and the senators, they acted like a bunch of queers. Now you think, well, well, they may not be. No, they may not be. I'm not saying they are. But this is pervasive in D.C. And was it, was it Barney Frank was running a, you know, call man service, homosexual service out of his basement? <laughs> you can't even make this stuff up. But yeah, you can't talk about it because the woke world has taken over everything. And, you know, now they're coming after Elon Musk and some girl in his plane was giving him a massage. And basically he basically supposedly asked her to perform certain things for him and she chose not to. Now she's suing him and, and now she they had to pay her a quarter of a million dollar settlement and all the other stuff to hush money. And, you know, and you see, and th- this is what they always do, isn't it? When I mean, you put yourself in a predicament that allows people to blackmail you, you find yourself blackmailed if you're at a high level. I had a pastor friend of mine, I told you this, several years ago, he went to a party on a yacht for New Year's with a bunch of drunks and a bunch of whores, a bunch of call girls, all dressed, you know, like a bunch of whores, you know, scantily, they were all scantily clad. And they were basically being brought on the yacht to service these rich guys down there in Palm Beach. And he mentioned it in his sermon. And I called him up immediately. (laughs) I sent him a video text and I said, what the heck are you doing, dude? The Satan's going to sift you like wheat. I said, you can't allow yourself to be in a situation like that. This is not okay. Don't allow yourself to go and be part of this. And, of course, I don't know if he's ever done that again. I don't think he would have. But the point is this. Why would you put yourself in a situation like that to start with? Uh, there's an international best-known speaker. If I told you his name, you'd know exactly who he was. And every time he has a big seminar, he may have two or 3,000 people, he has his scouts out in the audience, and they find the top 15 or 20 beautiful women they can basically invite to a Babylonian orgy in this penthouse suite every night. You think, well, Ted, you don't talk about this stuff very often. No, I don't because it's disgusting to me. And this guy's internationally known. He's an international best-selling you know, author. He's been the guide to presidents. You know, and I know that he, and he's an excellent speaker, but he's, I believe, of the synagogue of Satan. And he does this stuff, and, th- and this is the group that continually gets pushed up and promoted up and, and elevated in Hollywood and in the world because they're serving their god, Lucifer. 
and and I know I'm I'm being you know a little bit preachy here today, but you know I'm just I'm, I've had enough of it, and you know and see and that's that's why when I see this guy up you know this congressman who basically compromises himself like that, he's a weirdo. So why in the world would anybody want to put him back into power again? I, I, w- I wouldn't do it. Absolutely not. It's like Disney. Disney is launching an LGBTQ whatever clothing line, you know, for children and older, and they're donating the profits to LGBT groups. Okay, it, it, you know, the, as a, as it continues to wage war against Florida's parental rights and education law, the Walt Disney Company has launched this themed apparel and accessories line called the Disney Pride Collection. You know, I mean, you know, it's like they won't stop because they're woke. They don't want to talk to people who are conservatives or who are Christians. They only want to promote a woke agenda. And and the sad part about this is, is that when we finally realize this is happening to us, sometimes it's too late. I mean, it really is. But now more and more people are coming out and saying they're they're not going to be woke. I mean, Nolte just came out with a really good article in Breitbart that says that Netflix kills a slew of woke tarred programming. A slew of woke tarred programming has been they've got they've got rid of on 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 Netflix because they realize that people don't want to watch this stuff. And and he he finishes the article and he says, I sure hope Netflix has figured out that it needs to stop lecturing and shaming and start inspiring, entertaining and moving. The woke inmates have run Netflix into a ditch. This has to end. Other than a handful of woke tards, everyone hates woke. Everyone. Too many are afraid to say so, but they all hate it. We all hate it. Idiots, he calls them. I mean, that's exactly how we all feel about it. And then we have a lady who is basically one of the top skateboarders in the world and she lost her prize from basically you know her last skateboard competition to a guy who claims to be a girl and she says this has to stop she goes we're all being intimidated and not saying anything that we have men competing against women in sports now let me say something to you i love women's athletics i think it's great when girls can go out and and compete and do all the things they do just like i think it's great with guys but it's not fair if a woman has to fight against a guy or be in the ring against a guy or compete against a guy who's loaded up with testosterone and has stronger ligament and tendon strength and stronger muscle density, it's not right. It's not fair. But these woke libtards, these weirdos, these, these, these Kabbalist Luciferians who want us all to be an hermaphrodite, they think it's cool to do this because they're continuing to degrade the culture. And they're having a hard time with this one. But there are enough stupid people out there, and I hate to say that about people, but they are. They're stupid. Uh, you know, how should I say this? Uh, my mom said this one time. She said, the Americanas are so schrecklich dumm. She's a global analyst. Now, that's my, that's my German with my southern accent to it. And what it means is the American people have to wake up and stop believing everything they're told. They're being stupid. They're listening to the lies. See, she had seen the same thing happen to the German people with Goebbels and the propaganda. And she knew what was going to happen to the American people. And after you dumb them down for 70, 80 years with fluoride, you hit them with, you know, cultural Marxism in the Frankfurt School. You hit them with Gloria Steinem, which I talked about yesterday, and, you know, Playboy magazine, and you destroy the moral fiber of the United States and the people who live here, and you stop raising little Americans. What the heck do you think was going to happen? What the heck did you think was going to happen after 80 or 90 years of this? And now we've got woke libtards that are running around saying, he's a girl, but he's a guy. He has a penis. Just a flash for you guys. If you're born with a Y chromosome and you've got a penis, you're a guy. I don't care what you want to be. You say you're a starfish tomorrow. You're still a guy. It doesn't make any difference. And, you know, now they're saying, well, we're going to go ahead and amputate those organs and castrate this person so he'll be basically no longer a guy. Now he's a girl. No, he's not. 
He's now a guy without a penis, without testicles. That's what he is. He's been castrated. He's a eunuch. If you want to get the real name for it. I mean, it's just sick. The whole thing is sick. And the churches refuse to speak about this because they're welcoming the gay people into their churches and not preaching against what it's doing to the population in general and to what it's doing to Christianity. A lot of people now are wanting to take Christ out of Christianity, which is mind-boggling to me because he's the center of the cornerstone. He's, he's everything. Without Christ, there is no Christianity. Because they want to continue their wokeness. And I sit back, Austin, and I look at it. And it's like saying to somebody, the sky is blue. And they say to you, no, it's not. It's black. And sure enough, it is blue. And you say, well, it's a beautiful azure blue. No, it's not. It's black. Look, the sky is blue. There's not a cloud in the sky. No, it's black outside, and it's midnight. And you sit in there, you argue with them. I don't do that anymore. I just don't don't talk to them. Uh, Yesterday, I was flying uh, with a friend of mine who's a pilot. And I asked him, I said, have you been injected? He goes, yeah, oh, yeah, I've had all three shots. I'm getting the fourth, fifth boost or whatever they come out. And he goes, I don't understand why people don't get this shot. And I looked at him. I didn't say anything. We were flying. I was sitting over there flying around with him. He was the pilot. And I just thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to comment. <laughs> What's the point? What's the point of commenting when someone's been fully vaccinated? Are you going to tell them not to get any more? I do that a lot. And I just say, well, you might not want to get any more of those. They, they're kind of bad, you know, kind of bad. They kill people. But you don't know what to say. There's a, I got, there's a video. I posted it online. Some boxers about to get in the ring. Apparently he was shot up, and he walks up. They don't even hit each other. He, they walk up. They tap gloves, and he drops dead before, they, before the match even starts. He drops dead, just falls dead on the ring. And you think, well, wow, that's crazy. Well, yeah, the shot is designed to reduce the population of the planet, and that's what they're doing. And what's crazy to me, I have these people contact me, and they say, can you please pray for me? I took the shot, okay? And I do. I pray for them. I say, okay, you've got to take these supplements to mitigate the damage, including an acetylcysteine and all the things you've got to take. And then they go right out after I pray for them, and I help them as far as what they need to do to mitigate the damages, which is very difficult to do because it's a DNA change, and they go get a flu shot. And I'm like, are you not getting this? These shots are all designed to kill you. Three flu shots in a row increase the risk of senile dementia by 50%. Why are you taking flu shots? Why are you doing this? You, you asked me to pray for you because you just had this shot. You don't want to do any more shots, and you go take a flu shot. Are you that programmed? It's crazy. So I've gotten to the point now. I want to teach, I want to teach PhD classes of people who get it. That's what a show is. This show is for people who get it. <laughs> this is not a primer. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll have to run a rerun to give you, get you guys up on what the blood of Christ does and who we are as Christians and who really runs the world. But I talked a little bit about that. I think it was on Wednesday's show. But this show is not a primer. This is an advanced lecture. This is a Ph.D. program you guys are in with us. We're not, we're not, we're not tech talking to you about one plus one is equal to two. We don't do that. We go and say, okay, these are the guys running the planet. Here's what we have to do. Deal with it. Learn about it. Educate yourself. Watch videos. I had a bunch of you yesterday contacted me. Wanted to have a, a little bit more clear thing of who, what, what, what. We posted a, a video that dealt with how the CIA is running alt media. And I gave you guys the information at the end of yesterday's show on where to find it on our Health Masters website. You go to healthmasters.com. You go to the daily news shows, the daily, you know, news stories. You click on that and you go to that date that I mentioned on yesterday's show and it goes into detail and it names names on who's involved in alt media, the big names that are complete and totally in COINTELPRO CIA paid. 
I, I mean, I can't be more direct than that, except I'm not going to go start mentioning names because I don't want to get the big lawsuit. I don't been enough been in enough of those over the years. And I have to keep a return attorney on retainer. I mean, it's ludicrous that you know people don't get the fact that you know one plus one is equal to two. We got to start back with that. The Bible says it this way: that the people, the early Christians, they were basically doing the continual stuff, the milk of the word about who Jesus is and what he did and what Christ was, rather than growing as Christians. We have to continue to grow to understand that one plus one is two, and it's a foundation we have to work on. But oh, that's right. Common Core taught us that one plus one's not two. It's three or four or five, whatever we want it to be, because they want to destroy the foundation of the educational process and the mental competency of the human beings, especially the Americans who realize that communism is wrong and being a woke retard is wrong. And again, I'm going to say it again, and, I, it just, and I, I'm going to be very clear about this. If a person is a homosexual, like Tom Cruise, he's a homosexual, all right? But he doesn't flaunt it. He doesn't go out and try to, you know, promote it. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He's a great actor, and I will go see his movie with Tom, with, with Top Gun that's coming out this month. Uh, I, whatever he wants to do in his private life, I don't agree with it, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna make an issue out of it if he doesn't make an issue out of it. Does that make sense to everybody? If they don't make an issue out of it, I'm not gonna make an issue out of it. It's like with the other, I told you that story when we were at Disney a few years ago with the kids, 10 years ago. We had our annual passes. And we're walking by. It was me and Harrison and Alexis's van. I think we probably had a couple other kids with us. We were always dragging kids with us. And Austin was already older, and he wasn't there with us. And there were two queers at Disney who were employees. And they were talking with their full-blown queer lisp voices about to start kissing on the dog in the, in the doggone park. We were right there close to Splash Mountain. And I stopped. And I looked at my The kids walked by. I said, Sharon, take the kids over there to the country bear jamboree or whatever it was. And I'll be right there. I looked at these two, and I said, dude, what's, what is, what, what's up with this? I said, what, what, what do you mean? And I said, why are you guys talking like queers? I said, you don't have to talk like that. I, I don't care what you are. They make a difference to me. But I got little children here. I, I don't want them exposed to this. And boy, they got mad. We're calling security on you. I said, call security on me. I said, it's ridiculous. Well, of course, they would at this point throw me out of the park for that. Probably ban me from Disney property. That would be, be probably a big bonus on my part. I mean, every time I go over there now, I get hit with facial recognition. I told you a story about just trying to get a, you know, ice cream Sunday over there at Disney Village. They got, you know, I got flagged immediately. Same thing happens to Austin when he goes over there. I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's a woke, retard group of people that run Disney World that are all a bunch of Luciferian Kabbalists as far as I'm concerned at the highest levels, not the people who work there at the lower levels because they're as mad as bad as we are. But there's a bunch of people in Disney World at the highest levels that are basically – Kabbalists and transgenders, and they're pushing this woke ideology. And it's not okay, guys. So you got to stand out against it. I mean, really, really, really do. I mean, years ago, 20 years ago, I mean, when he was longer than that, also was eight years old, 25 years ago, uh, you know, we were basically in a mall in Houston. I've told you this story. They had, we were in a Versace store, not to buy anything, but it looks just ridiculously overpriced stuff. And they had two guys basically about to make out on a big poster on the wall. I, I called the dog on salesperson over there said, I'll never buy anything from you guys because of this. So I don't have to want to explain this to my eight-year-old. Austin remembers this. The, the manager then comes out. I almost get in a fight with the guy. I kid you not. I mean, I've literally fist fight. And I went to the mall management. And I said, this is because the guy's queer. And I told him, I said, I don't care if you're queer. What difference does that make to me? I said, but don't be promoting this stuff on your doggone walls and having people walk in and seeing us. Like having soft core, you know, core, you know, homosexual porn on your wall. I said, this is disgusting to me. And I went in and I complained to the mall management. And the last time I came over there, that doggone poster was down. He was probably gone. But the point is, don't sit there and take it. Say something about it if they're out there openly doing stuff. 
say something to them. You know, don't get yourself into a fight. I mean, that's not what the goal is, but let them know that you don't appreciate them doing that in front of you or your children or your wife. You know, guys used to be, you know, really concerned about what their wife said. I mean, God, when I was a kid, yeah, I know, Cal, I'm, I'm going to go down memory lane for a second. Guys didn't cuss around women. They didn't do it. I mean, they didn't do it. Guys opened doors for women. Guys were respectful for women because they were basically, you know, ladies. And, and you know, and the women's liberation that I talked about so much yesterday stopped all that. You can't be a lady. You have to be basically a you, whatever you want to be. You've got to be woke and you've got to be going out and getting a job and you don't want to have children and you did get on and on and on. And on. I'm not going to go into it because I don't make a bunch of people mad because you already know how I feel about this. But the point is, it's just one of those things. That whole thing is degraded. I remember years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, Sharon and I were skiing. It was in the 90s, 25 years ago. I think we were, I forgot where it was, out west somewhere. And we were in line and the, the guys behind us were just cussing. I turned and said something to them. I said, look, my, my wife is here. My kids are here. I said, chill out on the language. It, but it wasn't isolated. It was everywhere. I mean, one of Sharon's friends from high school, who's an attorney, great lady, has been fighting cancer. You know, likes to use the F word, you know, because she was, you know, working out of Chicago. And I'm like, you weren't raised like that. Why do you think that's okay? Why do you think that's common in the vernacular? It's not common in the vernacular. Not for people that are Christians. Not for people that want to do what's right in God's eyes. Not for people that want to respect ladies. But when women use language like that, it makes it difficult for a guy who's a heathen not to use the same kind of language back at him. It's just the way it is. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm preaching this morning. I, I'm, just, I'm just frustrated with the whole thing right now. I see all this stuff with Disney coming out with their own. Not only are they still pushing their agenda with the state of Florida, they're doubling down on their narrative now and coming out with their own line of clothing. Why would you possibly give Disney a penny of your money? That's the question I have for you this morning because I won't do it anymore. I love you guys. Also, what's your next story, bud? That's a million-dollar question. Same thing I've asked numerous people that I've talked to now in the recent history, recent last couple of weeks about Disney. And, I mean, like you said, it's not that they're taking a step back. It's that they are militantly getting on the offensive and showing us that they're going to start making child-friendly transgender and homosexual clothing, and they're going to start promoting it. If nobody has figured this out, this is a war on children. You're not going to change my viewpoints on this. You're not going to change dad viewpoints. You're not going to change most grown adults, especially the ones that are perverts or ones that are Christians, either side. We're both going to have a very, very strong difference of opinion on this topic. And like the old adage goes, sometimes, sometimes you got to agree to disagree. Sometimes for both parties to come to a respectable agreement, you have to say, okay, you want to be a cross-dressing pervert, keep that to yourself. I want to be a conservative, patriotic Christian. I'm going to stay in my lane. You stay in your lane. Don't bother me. I won't bother you. I don't want to see what you're doing. You go on your way with your perverted ideology. The problem is that's not even good enough of a compromise to them. No, 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 no. They can't even allow that to happen, even though that's going way beyond what I even want to do to even go to that level of compromising, period. That's the problem. That's not even enough. They're not even nearly okay with that. They want to promote it, shove it in your face, make you hold it, rub it, pet it, love it, continually promote it, and tell everybody how great it is. And if you don't do that, well, you're a neo-Nazi racist bigot, and that's just what you are, and that's the only thing they're going to classify you as until you start supporting the perverted ideology. This isn't stopping. There's an article that came out on Fox News. I was actually surprised they put this out there. They're now stating over 135 teachers – and teacher's aid have been charged 
with alleged sex crimes, child sex crimes, so far in 2022 already. Yeah, oh yeah. Yesterday, Fox News published their analysis that looked at local outlets reporting the arrest of teachers and teachers' aid within those areas. They said arrests that weren't publicized were not counted in the analysis, meaning the true numbers may be well higher. They said over three-quarters of the examples found by the outlet involved students in the alleged crimes. The further breakdowns of the findings, a gender breakdown of those arrests were 105 men arrested, 30 women arrested. They determined that 102 of the sex crimes directly involved students, 30 did not, and 13 cases fell into an unknown category. The pool of arrests included 117 teachers, seven substitute teachers, and 11 teachers' aides. The federal government, they said, updated research about teachers committing sexual abuse against students. The last study wasn't done, though, until it was done in 2004. They said no updating has been done by the parents defending education, what they've stated here. They said that nearly 9.6% of students have been targeted at some point during their time in school by basically sexual grooming. This isn't an accident. This is a direct front to freedom and protection of these young children. 135 teachers already arrested in this year alone. That's what's been publicized, publicized in the media, not what's gone on behind the scenes that they've kept in closed doors. As I've said repeatedly, they've now opened up the door now for this stuff to becoming much, much more mainstream. And this is why they're trying to normalize it. It's not about making a five-year-old feel good and comfy because he wants to be a girl or a boy. That has nothing to do with any of it. They don't care about the child's feelings or their well-being or their overall mental health. That is the last thing at the bottom of the list. They use that as an excuse to come in so they can promote their agenda to groom these young children and then roll these children into pedophile behavior with themselves. That is 100% of what this is geared for. These people are mentally ill. You're talking about grown men that want to dress up in full drag costume and go to libraries and expose their genitals while they're crossing their legs to five- and six-year-old children as they read them storybook hour. Personally, have seen the videos online of this happening. This isn't because these individuals are mentally stable. It's not because they're trying to help these young children find out their gender role. It's not because they really are concerned about the overall mental health of these children. It's because these individuals are sick, pedophile perverts, and they want to expose this to young children to try to normalize it to the younger generation. So when they start grooming them, these young children aren't going to think anything about it. Once you get that through your skull and you understand what they're doing – you start getting a very clear picture of why myself and dad and so many others are so diametrically opposed to this push, this trying to normalize this, this aspect of what you're seeing with Disney and numerous other organizations. This isn't about trying to promote everything and being inclusive, trying to make everybody feel special and wanted. We've seen now up until about 10 years ago. Transgender ideology in schools and children that were identifying as transgender was like 0.001% of the population when it came to young children. It didn't exist. It was non-statistical. It wasn't even relevant. Then all of a sudden, as soon as they started promoting this in the media, the movies, the songs, Disney, the school systems, suddenly we're having this 
whole epidemic of children that are trying to find who they are because they're confused and they're gender fluid and all these other weird terms they come up with. This is why it's being done. You take one generation of kids and you pervert their minds as far as you can take it, you'll see the entire, the entire segment of the population begin to change. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. That's why I've had zero, zero tolerance with this type of nonsense anymore and I will not have any tolerance with it any longer I never really have from the beginning and you know for the longest time I tried to be like all right well you know they're they're not really getting that aggressive about it. oh they're getting that aggressive about it now when Disney gets busted repeatedly has cus- or has employees that are busted almost every single couple months by the sheriff's department that are busted trying to solicit children then you see Disney having their executive producers talk about their not-so-gay agenda and their transgender agenda that they're injecting into every single show all the time. They blatantly said that. Then you see them going in and petitioning and basically trying to strong-arm Ron DeSantis and then not signing a, a bill that, quite frankly, we shouldn't even have had to have. We shouldn't have had to have it, but they put it in law because it's gotten so perverted that you can't sexualize young children at five and six, seven, eight years age. And they were diametrically opposed to this bill. And the CEO of Disney was basically trying to intimidate DeSantis into not signing it. All of these things start culminating to a very big picture. When you take a step back and you look at things from a greater scale, you get a large understanding of it. A couple weeks ago, I was flying around with one of my buddies as well. He's got a plane and we're flying around. You know, when you're on the ground and you're driving, you're going everywhere, you're looking at everything in in a very singular context. You have an interstate road. You have cars on the road. You have trees on the side of the road. You have exits. There's not a lot of moving parts. It's pretty simplistic for the so being as far as what your visual aspect is seeing in front of you. When you go up and you're in a plane, it's very interesting because you see everything from a completely different realm. You see subdivisions Do you know people in, but you see the hundred houses in their entire subdivision, and they look small. You know the big lake that you may have gone skiing on most of your life, and now you see 20 or 30 lakes in all different directions because you're up in the sky. You see the interstate roadways that are jam-packed with cars, and you see everybody stopped, and you suddenly go, wow, that's, that's rough. It's, it's rough they're stuck in traffic. I'm glad I'm not in traffic. As you count and you can see thousands and thousands of cars for miles long stopped in traffic. And you see this big giant picture, what's happening in all these directions. And it's funny because if you inject yourself right back down immediately into one of those vehicles on the interstate, you go back to a singular viewpoint again. You're stuck in traffic and you're mad about it and you're not moving. That's pretty much the primary overall thought process you're thinking about right now. When you're in the sky, you're looking at 50 different things. You're looking at the lakes. You're looking at the other planes flying around, make sure you don't hit them. You're looking at the roads. You're looking at the cars. You're looking at the houses. You're looking at the open land. You're looking at the phosphate mines. You're looking at everything. That's what happens when you start to wake up and you essentially use the term you red pill. You actually see everything with an open mind and you realize what the overall agenda is and what they're trying to do one, five, ten, twenty years down the road and what they're trying to do and subject everybody to. You're not focused in the singular stance of, okay, I got to go to work today. I don't want to be bothered by anything. I don't want to know what's going on in the news. I don't care what my children are being taught. I don't care about anything that's going on with the administration and all the lies and the perversion and trying to basically implode the economy. I just want to get to work, get home so I can watch some TV, go to bed, wake up in the morning do the old thing. Guys, that's not a way to live. That's not a way to live at all. That's actually a very, very 
boring way to live. Not to mention, it's a very blindfolded way to live. Because how can we be a difference in the world? How can we talk to people about Christ? How can we learn more about what's happening? How can we become more educated on the current events that are happening if we wear a blindfold everywhere? Or if we wear like horse blinders, as you see, where they keep the blinders on sign so all they can see is the rut that they're on. We can't be a difference. We can't be salt in the earth. We can't help other people. We can't be motivation. We can't help out with goals. We can't encourage one another. Because we're only focused on that one tiny little rut that we're on right now with the horse, with the blinders on. That's why it's so important. You have to do research. You have to get educated. You have to talk to one another. And like Dad said, it's rough sometimes because I've dealt with the same thing. You talk to people, I'm getting my fourth booster, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my, my extra stamp. I'm getting a $50 gift card when I get my, my booster shot. I'm, I'm going to get my fifth booster when it comes out. You know, and I heard it coming out with six booster. I'm going to get that booster too. Cause I'm, I'm going to get a Walmart gift card. And I'm, I'm going to go buy me some more Diet Coke when I get my, my, my booster card. And you're like, but you know, this is really not healthy for you at all. This is RNA gene therapy. Oh, yeah. That's old conspiracy theories. Nobody believes in that. I'm, my blood sugar is really high. My blood pressure to the roof, and I've got all these health problems now since I got the shot. But it is not related to the shot because because Biden said so. Biden said it's safe. So that, that's all that matters. Biden said it's safe. And I'm like, well, you do know the Pfizer documents that came out the last 80,000 pages showed that the, the shot isn't actually 95% effective. It was only 12% effective in the first week, and then it actually had negative effects, meaning it was less effective than being naturally immune. Oh, no, that's... That's bull donkey. That's not true. You got Biden said it's safe, Austin. You got to understand that. Come on now. That's it's 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 science. You just don't believe in science. And I got oh 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 my heart. Oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do again. Oh, I'm gonna have to go to the hospital get some more drugs. Guys, if you deal with people like that, you're absolutely right. It's pretty much like, dude. Okay, man, go and go enjoy your life. <laughs> I'll pray for you. Do the best. But especially if you get people you talk to. And all of a sudden they go, yeah, I've been thinking the same thing. I've been reading the same stuff. Open a door for them. Encourage them. Send them an article. Send them something on text. Send them our show. Our show's a little out there sometimes because, like Dad said, this is not a freshman bachelor-level course. We're getting up there at the end of your master's degree going into the doctorate program with a lot of the stuff in this course. And a lot of people can't handle it. If that's the case, we got dozens and dozens of articles every day that we reference on this show on the website. Send them a couple articles, some, some softball pitches that will give them some ideas about, whoa, whoa, what is that? And I've been reading about that. Well, this is documented here. Look at this reference. Look at this. Encourage, my friends, because right now is a tipping point for this country. The last couple of years – We've seen things change very aggressively, and we're starting to see things go in that direction again now with what they're trying to do with more lies and more propaganda and more censorship. And we have to be that voice on the wall saying, listen, it may not be positive. It may not be great. It may not be fantastically awesome, but this is what's happening right now, and you have to be aware of it. That doesn't mean you live in fear. By all means, no. Live in fear? You live prepared, and then you enjoy life. Enjoy every minute you have. It goes by fast. That doesn't mean be frivolous and just pretend that there's nothing happening. Continue, my friends, to get the truth out there. What do you think, Dad? You know, uh, Mom and I talked about that this morning before the, our prayer time, and we prayed for you and family and all of our listeners this morning. And I told her, I said, you know, it goes by quick. It goes by really quick. And you got to stand for righteousness. You've got to stand for the word of God. You've got to do what's right in God's eyes. For that's the sole duty of man is to serve God and obey his commandments and be at one with him through Jesus Christ, through the blood covenant that we have with God. 
not because we want to be, you know, robot robots and, you know, and be forced to do it. But when God tells you not to kill, that's not a hard deal. That's, you, you know, you kind of shouldn't want to kill people. When God tells you not to steal, it's, it's kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a known law. You don't, you're not supposed to be around stealing stuff. It's not that God gave us any laws that were burdensome. He gave us, he gave us rules and regulations so we wouldn't get hurt and do stupid things and eat things that are bad for you and that kill you. But, but people want to fight against that. They want to fight against God. A lot of kids, they fight against their dad. They say, I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to listen to what you've got to say. And then they fight against their mother. And then pretty soon they start rebelling against God, even if they were raised in a Christian service circle, because they don't want to be told what to do because they get stubborn. They get prideful. It can't be like that. The Bible says he'd rather have obedience than sacrifice. I mean, he says, just, just, you know, do what's right and, you know, and what I tell you to do. Just, just listen to me and understand that I created you. I know what's best for you. I'm not trying to torment you and, you know, hang a pork chop around your neck until you, you can't eat it. And he said, don't eat pork. It's got parasites in it. You don't want to eat this stuff. It's bad. Number one cause of cancer globally, according to the World Health Organization, is the consumption of pork. It's a horrible product. God's not being mean to you by telling you that. He didn't do that. He's not a child abuser. He's not trying to do that. He gives you specific guidelines to follow, and he expects you to follow them if you want to walk with him. Because the perfect God cannot be in communion with a person, a person that's just walking in sin all the time. And that's why he brought Jesus to us, because through Christ, when God sees us, he sees Jesus, because we're in covenant with Jesus. And so God doesn't see our sin or our sinful nature. He only sees Jesus. That's how you get saved, is because you accept Christ. There's no other way. There is no other way to get to heaven besides that, period. Because you've got to be reconciled to God. You've got to be corrected. I talked about it once. I called it like... You've got to have the right frequency, the right DNA, the, the right, the right current, the right programming, the right radio frequency. You've got to be able to you dial yourself back into God, and that's what He did with Christ. And it's so important that we understand that. Hey, I love you guys. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you listen to Hagman today. Sharon's going to be back on. She was a big hit last week. Sharon's going to be back on with Hagman with Austin tonight. And uh, you guys listen to the show. Got a lot of new information, new products coming out. I love you guys. It was, again, my pleasure to pray for you today. Have a great weekend. Absolutely. And just, again, as I said earlier, thank you for getting the truth out there. And thank you for the support of Health Masters. We legitimately couldn't do this without you. I mean, this show is 100% funded by our customers. As you know, we don't have sponsors. We don't have ads. We don't have commercials. We don't have pop-ups. None of that. Dad and I have been very adamant about that. Both of us were stand foot on that, that we're not going to start essentially hiring out our show and basically charging it out to get try to get revenue and basically put pop-ups. You guys know you jump on our website. I don't have pop-ups everywhere. And one thing I don't do, I don't make you have to cash your cookies, basically accept cookies. I absolutely hate that. All it is is tracking algorithms to monitor you every single where you go and every click you have. Now, have could I use it and put it on there and have it – would it be really probably successful learning what people do after they go to my site? Oh, yeah. I could use it, Google algorithm and all that, but I have all that disabled, all of it, because your privacy is more important than me trying to spy on you and try to market you something. I learned a long time ago, really good, high-quality products, you don't have to sell them. They sell themselves. As soon as somebody tries our B-complex, our ultimate multiple, they try it, and they're like, wow, the magnesium brain food. That's why I brought it in the capsule form. As soon as you try it, you get direct results from it. You feel good on it, especially if you run it for a couple days. But I don't have to try to push it. If people want to take care of themselves, I encourage people to do it. And 
they know where to come if they want the highest quality supplements. And so again, thank you for the support of healthmasters.com. We'll also be, we're working on right now a product that's going to be a really great addition to joint health and it's a hyaluronic acid formula we're going to talk about it a little bit i'm gonna let sharon talk about it later on today we're getting it ready to roll out especially you know as myself i raced motocross when i was younger i was in jujitsu and karate i lifted really heavy when i was younger at the gym i've cut back on that now and i stay more in shape and so but i learned you know the joints as you get older you start feeling them more and hyaluronic acid is really really important especially with a couple other nutrients to really help out orally available hyaluronic acid i should say it's so we're working on something. Sharon's going to talk about that today that also they're seeing is having good results with wrinkle and anti-aging. That's a new product we definitely are going to be rolling out here soon that I'm really excited about, especially with overall joint health. Because as you continue to train hard, as you continue to stay strong, you got to make sure you take care of your body. And I've learned that as I've gotten older now. So thank you, my friends, again for the support. Have a blessed day. Awesome. Night. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Hagman Show tonight. Stay strong. Have a good time with your family, and we'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. 